Namaste, my fellow Marvelous Nerds. We are the Marvel Mythos Podcast. My name is Brian Barley, and with me I'm joined by a couple of friends, Jake Goff. Hey, how's everyone doing? And Jake McCausland. Hey, guys. Every month you're going to get an episode of X-Men, one of Spider-Man, one of Avengers, and then a wildcard episode on the fourth week. This is the Avengers episode one. We're going to be talking about Avengers 334 to 339. We've got a lot to cover today, so we're going to jump right in. Goff, tell me what your initial reactions were to this story. Oh, man, I, I did not get into it right away it took me probably the by th- i'd say the third comic to get into it real good and uh, then, then i couldn't put it down jake what'd you think i actually had some i i'd liked it from the beginning it kind of hit me i really like a lot of the older comics so for this it was it flowed really well for me i uh, jumped right in and i i actually got more bored toward the end than i did at the beginning really interesting yeah i um i originally uh, the first issue really caught me uh being more of an x-men guy and seeing Quicksilver and seeing all that Adelant stuff really kind of gripped me. But the second issue I, I was into until I realized this kind of feels like the same kind of story that we get often with Avengers, or at least in my mind what I picture when I think of Avengers stories, where it's this world-ending kind of battle taking place. And then by the end of it, when things started to shift and you started to figure out what their true origin was, that's when it really grabbed me back in, and I was kind of like intrigued by that whole aspect of it. I really liked Thane Ector from the beginning. Uh, his dominance over Quicksilver on the moon. Did not like that. Did not? I did not. I I kind of expressed to you, I don't like when you see a, uh, I guess like a speedster, hate to use that term, but when you see someone that has you know super speed and they get outmatched really quickly. Did it help you uh, at the end when you figure out what they are at all to rectify at that? At that point it did. Um, but at the very first part of the episode or the series, I should say it's no, not at all. Jake, did you have any feelings about that fight? Uh, honestly, I was excited to see Quicksilver in. So like, I haven't read anything that had him yet. So like, I know him a little bit from the movies and a little bit you know, from the older comics. I, I liked how they jumped in and I was a little bit fascinated, but I was like, Hey, that is like, he's a very stereotypical. We'd start off on some random moon. There's so many random people. I don't know who they were guys that I've never really read about. And so it was interesting to see the different characters and maybe go out and just want to do some research. And I thought Thane had a pretty cool startup. And then I was like, what are we doing with this? Why are we all, it's always the whole super awesome guy. And then we kind of get to kind of mushy stuff going on. And I'm like, what, what, what happened here? Why, you know what? And I liked how they transitioned to kind of go from, Hey, I want to rule the world to, Hey, here's like, what's going on and i thought that was pretty cool okay so at first you were taken aback by the mushy stuff with him and cersei as it started yeah i was just like what are we doing like it's always the case can we can we have a different storyline to where maybe we transition because you know it felt like hey if we continue down this road we take it all <laughs> we got to change it down but why do we have to do the same route every time and i don't know anything about the background of cersei either so that's my first time really being involved with her yeah for me i i was kind of introduced to a lot of characters that i didn't expect or mm-hmm. at least hadn't thought of in a long time or ones she, you didn't particularly care for. Yeah, or that. Uh, she Let's just be honest about I it. I <laughs> did. I did. By the end of it, I was. I actually liked her in the story, but I didn't really know much about her going into this. And I uh, knew the bare minimum, like I could make like a passing grade, and that's about it. About her. her? Yeah. How did you know much about Rage or Hercules or any of them? I knew of them because I do like the Avengers, um, but otherwise, no. I I just passed right over them. I actually had to do research on who they were, what their like powers were or whatever and uh fun fact rage is actually the seventh worst ranked overall <laughs> avenger <laughs> i mean i could see it yeah 
There are, there have been what like a thousand Avengers there, at this point. But then they had to break off and then do like what like uh, Avengers West and all that stuff. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. When they, I never heard of the Avengers West, and they mentioned that I was like, wait, what? And then all of a sudden, your Iron Man's not around. I was like, wait a second. You know, I'm, I'm I've been reading like the current or, or the oldest, so like, I'm on like issue number three or four of the Avengers right now. And so to jump there, I'm like, what what is going on? This yeah. is way different. <laughs> Why did they split up? Why are they on each coast? Yeah, I guess to handle it all. Uh, so what? One of the things that I liked is that Quicksilver, even though he's kind of jumped all over the place, Quicksilver has been involved with a lot of different things, X-Men, Avengers, um, the Inhumans, is that when, as soon as this happens, as soon as the ship crashes on the moon, his main reaction is, I'm going to treat this like the Avengers would treat this. I'm not going over there by myself. That's dumb. Mm -hmm. And then when he gets over there and sees the wreckage, his first thought is, I'm going to reach out to him. So I think that shows a lot of his respect for them, even though at this point he's kind of estranged with his wife, Crystal. I don't know if you picked up on that, but, right. uh, yep. so they've I want, got I want the dog lockjaw. I want lockjaw. Lockjaw is awesome. It's pretty sweet. I would like lockjaw too. And, uh, so yeah, so he and Crystal are estranged. Apparently uh, she cheated on him. Uh, I did read that. I did. I did read that. Yeah. I, I don't, the, I don't remember with who though. Uh, it was just some regular Joe Schmo neighbor to uh, vision and Wanda. So Vision and Wanda oh, were right. married, and she was visiting them. I guess she got involved with their neighbor. And at some point, uh, Medusa suggests that maybe it was Maximus that mind-controlled her, but Crystal's even kind of thinking, no, maybe it was just me, because I see no reason to believe it wasn't just me. But I, I do like how the Inhumans always blame him, though, for whatever it is they do yeah. wrong. They do. It's always his fault. I mean, poor <laughs> Maximus. Really? Seriously, poor Maximus. I know. I feel bad for him. He's He's not that evil. He just tries to kill everyone. He's, mis he's misunderstood. He is. Most villains are. <laughs> and Thane, Thane Hector, he was kind of misunderstood, too. He really he, was. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful segue. He had, yeah. a, he, had a, he had a great heart. He did. Which you didn't see at the beginning. You were like, this dude. No, at the beginning, he was kind of the stereotypical... Right. Bad guy. And yeah. then, you know, he really showed his true colors at the end. Had either one of you had any uh, understanding of who the Watchers are or who Uatu is before yes. this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What, do you, what do you guys know about him? Uh, I know that he is said to have been like one of the most powerful beings in all of the marvel universe um and then i i looked on the the marvel wiki or whatever and he's got like all sevens across the board it's the highest you can get hmm, except nice. except for fighting skill he's at a one i can i can understand that yeah <laughs> talking is kind of his low point too but i had done for for the so i read a lot of the or almost all the captain marvel series and so there was quite a bit that he was involved in when they would go because Captain Marvel did all kinds of stuff where he'd randomly show up in anywhere in the universe, and the Watchers were around, especially before he got his powers, or like or really perfected his powers when he first went up there. And so there was a lot of involvement with like the Watchers kind of being nearby, and you know there was a fight with Thanos and stuff like that. So it was cool to see from that. I hadn't really seen him involved in anything like a day to day, I'm not, no day to day fight, but in something like that. Everything it's always it's always like he was saying earlier, it's the catastrophic issues is when he showed up, and it was multiple times in the Marvel series or the Captain Marvel, which wasn't. A huge series, which I think is probably why I saw more of him. And then here it was like, hey, cool, you're in this fight. And yeah, it was a nice little Easter egg for you right. that he, yeah, yeah. he shows up. He doesn't do a whole lot in this, but one he of does the, enough. He, he does. He, he serves a good, a good, a good purpose though for where he's at. And it, it's always intriguing to see when he does choose to interact because he, you know, it's about to go down. Yeah, there's right. the whole mandate where he's not supposed to interact at all. He's just there to observe. And so when he starts, you know, helping. Hank Pym figure out what's going yeah. on. It's kind of a big deal because it shows that he does care about the human race. I can Earth. agree. Yeah, and there's something about the Watchers that 
this is a total side note, but reminds me of the TV show Fringe. I don't know. You guys have probably yeah, never watched with, uh, it. Guy plays in Dawson's Creek. Yeah, Joshua Jackson, and uh, they. There's a group that kind of are, honestly, almost the exact same as the Watchers. Like they literally are just there to observe monumental events. But hmm. every time I see the Watchers, I'm, I'm reminded of that show. What did you guys think about the separate group that was on the moon after? the brethren actually go to earth beast the hank pym black panther, panther all them what did you guys think of that storyline i kind of liked it i thought it was it was interesting to see like i didn't first off i don't know hank pym from like the original it's like i started and i just know him as you know ant-man right and he was always small and i was like why is this guy shrinking other people like, that was kind of an interesting thing for me to see and i thought that i thought they had a good camaraderie between between all those guys and i just i kind of had fun reading it it's just different than what you usually see like i just feel like i know they were struck down like a smaller scale and everything but the way they did that series, I thought was just kind of fun, kind of different. I liked it. Um, it was the stuff at the end uh, where they find o- Olan, Olar. I think yeah, it's Olar. 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 Yeah, yeah. And they don't really do anything with that afterwards. So it's like yeah. it, it's kind of interesting that they have this whole group and they're on the moon doing all this, you know, research trying to figure out the origin of the brethren. And then the last issue, they just don't do anything with it. So that's kind of yeah. that's kind of what bothered me. But otherwise, I liked it because you know it's gives them something to do yeah it kind of felt like the breadcrumbs leading to the the reveal of the mystery of what was going on so at first literal breadcrumbs yeah yeah (laughs) literally Uh, so you get little little moments throughout the story where you kind of get the the clues as to what the brethren really are with like hank pym talking about how it feels kind of like a disease almost the way that they're Mm -hmm. acting and then fury commenting to Captain America, that the people that have died have uh, no, uh, what was it, no bacteria or no immune system. I can't remember what They're it was. They're completely clean. There's nothing there. Yeah. Just, which you have to have those to survive. Exactly. interesting. So you get all these little hints along the way that there are there's more to the brethren than just these world-conquering humanoids. And I found that really interesting to see throughout the, the Black Panther stuff seeing like the different worlds that they had already eradicated right like naka uh, i think oh, that was man. his name yeah it was only in there for like what the end of one issue yeah, and he yeah. was like died in the, in the middle of the Dude, other that one. was that was messed up like, yeah it, 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 to it just was. go from like he's just sitting in the car all fu- or the right. the whatever the the hover car or whatever they were driving and then all of a sudden just like age yeah done and beast is just kind of like meh He's dead. <laughs> and then they then they buried him, and then they were just like... I thought that was cool. I liked yeah. that. I, thought that, I mean, especially talking about his, you know the whole history of his world, right? And they were like, had all the, what they say, women, children, and elders that they like just wiped out. Right. And this guy's had a lot, you know, a rough life, and then he is willing to, after they realize what's going on, he's like, I want to help out. Let's do this. And then... That's it. And then they're like, hey, we're going to still have a burial. Like, and then, uh, what was it? Because the collector was like, why are you guys doing this, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and then it was like, that's just cool. Like, it's just the humanity that these guys have is cool. The collector's... You know, like, why are you wasting your time doing right. this? You know, the, your Which world's you understand later on why. Right. But <laughs> really is a jerk. He really He's, is. Uh, and that was part of the, the thing that really kind of sealed the story for me because I was intrigued by the the different take that it took where they were kind of consuming these worlds because they, they had this impulse that they had to and finding out that they were this bacteria created by the celestials to do that. Right. And then yeah. seeing that the real story was the collector, and seeing the title of the the story arc, 
I was kind of confused a little bit. Oh yeah, and through then, the and first then at the four very end, you figure out why it's called the collector's obsession. Yeah, and yeah. it's fantastic. It was. It was a nice like wow. Okay, didn't didn't really expect that. I think they give it away in the cover that it's going to be somebody different than Thane because the cover to issue five I think says the real you know puppet master almost is yeah, yeah, revealed yeah, right and he's and he's like holding him he's all like beaten up and you know yeah and Hector's kind of defeated and so i kind of expected the twist with him at that point but in the three issues prior to i really didn't see it coming he just seemed like the crazy guy well when you have the when you have that the marvel unlimited app like you know you can see the covers like next or whatever so like i imagine when you're reading this in like 1991 that you don't have no idea. Right. So like, you know, when you finally get that cover, you're like, Oh man, what, what, what's about to happen in this one? Yeah. When you've got that month long wait in between. Oh, and you and I were talking like it, it was, so one thing you and I, you and I mentioned like, Hey, we thought it was, maybe it was a typo, right? Like number four was mentioned twice. Yeah. But when I was going back and reading it, I don't know if it was, I feel like they were like, here's number four was going on, but then here's really what it is. It's the collectors, whatever. Like that was kind of like, we're renaming for, cause this is really what's happening as we lead to the true story. I don't know if that was the case, but we were, you and I were talking, I was like, it could have been a typo, but then after, like you said, they had a different title or different heading on the whole thing, and you were like, maybe they're actually trying to, like, really, this is what's going on. Could have been, and that would, that would make more sense than them not correcting it on the app, even, right. at this point, because uh, for those who don't know, on the app, if you go and you look, it shows the Collector's Obsession Part 4 on what should have been Part 5, mm-hmm. which I think was 338. Yeah. So that's that's what we're referencing there. What did you guys think of the fool? At at first, I was like, "This guy's really obnoxious." <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, to be honest. Um, and then, like, you know, you've got you've got Thane, and he he's kind of like respectable of him, you know. And you're kind of like, "Why is he like that right, towards yeah. him?" And then, you know, because you can see that uh, Sybil Dorn, which, by the way, kind of reminds me of Game of Thrones. Like, it's like that's how her name kind of like <laughs> it does. That's how it stuck with I kept me. Saying like, like Lady Dorn, I was right. like, "Oh, it's stuck. I can't." Yeah, yeah, I, can't, I couldn't get it out at that point. Um, and then she kind of like just talked down to him, like you know, like you would expect someone to talk down to a fool. Um, and but otherwise, like I, he was obnoxious. And then at the very end of the series, I was like, "Man, he's awesome." You know, he did yeah. his he did his part. He did, yeah, um, because uh, if you don't read the the actual issue or whatever, I had to do some other like backwards research on stuff, and I found out that like really only. Um, the Thane, which is like the leader, obviously, and then the Fool—they're the only ones that have this telepathic, um, yeah. like mindset with the other brethren, to con- mm. and the actually is to control their bloodlust, which oh. I would say never tell anybody. Which I thought when they said that, I thought that was crazy because as soon as I, as soon as I read that, I think it was in the like the three thirty nine, and then I went back and I, I researched it too. Because like, what? Yeah. How is that possible? Like, it has to be everybody, but like you said, it was, what? Yeah, it's bloodlust. That's what they have the urge for. So they're they're the only two that can control them. Which makes sense because as you see, Sybil's kind of freaking out when they first come to Earth and she's like, why are we stalling? We need to conquer this world. And Hector's kind of like, no, we just got out. Let's just enjoy this rating for a little while. And she kind of talks about the unrest that they're going to have. What I was honestly not expecting upon the first read is that the fool was his brother. I did not yeah. expect that. That was a big twist because they don't even look like, obviously it's on purpose. They don't look the same and they don't even, to an extent they don't act as if they're brothers, but then upon finding it out, they kind of do act like That's it. when they start acting like it. You know, it's real, it's real subtle when they tell you. And then when they actually have their encounter in the sewer, you can actually see everything. Yeah. yeah. That unfold. Was, that was 
super weird. I was like, wait, are we really in the sewer just eating? Okay, we yeah. are. This yeah, is happening. That, that was a well, the, really bizarre scene. The thing that I noticed um, as well is if – I don't know if you guys could – if you also um, picked it up. But when he like – he tells – the fool tells Thane that he is like hungry and like that's actually like – they say Thane's only weakness is he is so proud of a warrior that he doesn't want to believe that they have to survive off of bacteria that he can like mm. power through it. So, but he mm. actually can get semi weak. So when his brother tells him, you know, you're, you're hungry, you need to eat. And then he starts like eating. And then you can see like in the next issue when he starts powering up that he's got some actual mm. strength now that he's eaten something. So do you think that he has all along wanted to strive for better or do you think that his relationship with Cersei kind of springboarded that? I feel like it was probably like on like the, like the low key part of him, you know, like if he, he was following the tradition um, as you know, the Thane has to lead the people has to have a betrothed, which is obviously Sybil. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like at first he probably was like trying to keep the, traditions alive but then the fact that he sees Circe and then also when he captures her he tries to and he starts that relationship it starts to change him yeah I was thinking that was kind of a transition so I was thinking hey we're basically this dominating force right we're going through and dominating throughout the universe and all of a sudden we get captured by this collector and we're fighting to survive at this point we're no longer just taking over to take over and I mean we're taking over still but the end goal is to get out of captivity and so I thought that was probably what led to like in my opinion Hey, maybe now I'm someone else has collected me. They've they've done this to me, where I was basically the one demolishing these worlds. So now I have a different ulterior motive. Like, is this really the best thing? Because I'm basically just taking over life. So I'm mm. I'm becoming a bacteria. Because he knows that you know he knows what it is. He's and she's ashamed of. He's like they're all ashamed when they find out the true nature of what it is. So that's always in the back of their mind. They've got the bloodlust going on, which they're keeping it. You know, and then all of a sudden you you put in. Hey, now I've been captured, and all of my people are at stake because of potentially something that maybe he didn't do something wrong, but that's got to be somewhere in that range as a leader, right? So then, then I'm thinking, okay, he's already kind of ready to start doing what we did before, but there's got to be parts that maybe there's something else. And then I think Cersei was the leader, like, hey, now I'm too there. And then finding all the stuff about the fool and like the relationship there was like, I, I, maybe I misunderstood it, but it seemed like it could have been either one of them, like between the fool or thing. It, it, yeah. it be, they did say that, that because cool. he says that they're um – what was it? Like, mother always liked you best. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they so, talk about how there's a choice that's made when they both come of age, more or less. Okay, yeah. And mm-hmm. the choice is up to the parent, and then, or the, I'm the assuming thane. the parent. Yeah. The, the, yeah I'm right. assuming, because I'm assuming that each king gives birth to the the, okay, the two that, brothers. Yeah. and Yeah. I thought, that was, I thought that was pretty cool, because like, then it was like, hey, like, either one of us could have been the fool or the guy. So we're basically, even though you're the fool and I'm the thane, we have the same mindset. We really want the same kind of similar things. And the fact that they backed each other up, I was like, I can see where this is kind of going. And then like, Cersei was the nail in the coffin. Like, all right, I'm ready to make something change. Also, don't they at some point talk about they're supposed to conquer the stars or the stars are their, their goal. And so he almost feels like they have a higher purpose. And I think maybe that plays part into it. But I like what you guys are saying with Cersei being like the final thing that pushes him to wanting to be good or be different at least. And then also – uh, the collector seeing that from that perspective that we were the the prize or we were in captivity we did this to others and seeing it from that perspective uh, did you guys find yourself at any point missing the other avengers or the avengers in general because this was such a thane and brethren heavy story i, I kind of liked it it was kind of it, it different because everything else is focused on every single scene is avengers and you get this little bit about the 
bad guy, the villain. You, the fact that we got a whole entire backstory and you got this history, I, I thought it was cool. I mean, I, you and I talked the way I always read comics. I love going back and I find the one grain that I think is cool. And then I start reading them off on these crazy tangents. And so to me, that was like, hey, they actually have a lot in here. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sad that like once they get you kind of started on them, they never make an appearance again. Yeah. So that, that kind of um, really sucked for me anyway. Yeah. So we're because we, some of these people like they, they um, like Naka obviously is only gonna be a first time appearance. Um, even like the Alpha Primitive, really. You know what I mean? So like when you go into it, and then you get all these other people that are in there, especially like the Brethren, like Thane Actor, the Fool. They're done after this. Yeah, it was that was kind of the thing that I was sad about too because I really really liked Thane Actor and the Fool, and even to an extent Sybil. And then to realize that this is it, like these six issues are all we're. That's all you get. Yeah, that's kind of frustrating as a fan, knowing that that's all we're going to get from them when they were so cool or interesting, or mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, especially so. when they start driving home the the like the end factor, the end game, like how like of a proud race they are, and they can they actually like uh, and. I think it's what is it like three thirty seven, three thirty eight when they show that they can turn into that like bacteria form, that like yeah. airborne form. They can show like they're powerful yeah. and like it actually like freaks Cersei out. And it takes like Thane, who obviously is like the strongest of all of them, to basically get her off of Sybil when they have this fight. So I thought that was like pretty interesting for how powerful they actually can be. Yeah, I agree. And I thought it was crazy seeing that change for the first time in that because all of a sudden in one one scene she's turned into a bacteria and she's on top of Cersei. I'm like, what the crap is going on right now? Uh, <laughs> I had a hard time with that too. Like, cause I was like, wait, what just happened? And then I'm like, wait, and then I, honestly, especially I didn't for, realize it was especially if, you, if you know, if you know how um, strong Cersei can be, you know what I mean? And she's just getting overpowered by this. They really don't really give you much of how strong um, Sybil is, but it's, you know, she just like overpowers her basically yeah. like within an instant. And then she's like, I'm just going to show you who I really am. I think that has a lot to do with them being bacteria. There's certain ways that you fight bacteria, and yeah. physical combat is not really the way to do it, and them not knowing. And so Cersei just gets overpowered by it because there's nothing she can do against it at that point. But one of the, the underlying tensions in the, the arc is Sybil and Hector's relationship. And she's, right, because they start that like whole love triangle. Yeah, she's super jealous the whole time, seeing that he's into... And that he's into someone else besides yeah. someone in the brethren, and I guess that's a huge no-no for them. Oh yeah, because they talk about they can't have outsiders and all that other stuff. They never take um, a prisoner until this actually oh, happened. Yeah. She was the first prisoner, and because their whole intent is just taking over. I mean, becoming the bacteria and taking everything. They don't. Why are they going to have somebody be part of them? And it's like, whoa, why now? Yeah, and what was cool was finding out that the reason is they have that celestial connection that Cersei right. is an internal mm-hmm. and they were created by the celestials out of humans. Yeah. And then the big reveal, you know, in the sixth part of this story that the brethren were created from bacteria by the celestials. Right. It's kind of makes me want to go and figure more out about the celestials. Like what is their intent? Yeah. Why were they doing these things? Because the brethren are to consume constantly the way that they do. It seems almost are they like the fail-safe, you think, maybe? Could be, to to keep from the expansion of the universe, I guess, from getting too yeah, was, cluttered. Especially when they said, like, they were created to be, you know, this bacteria, and then they have the Eternals that were created as, like, their checks and balances, right? But then then they just didn't care that the Brethren were still existing. It's like, so do you expect that the Eternals were just going to take over the Brethren? 
or do you think that you know? And I, as I was reading, that, I was like, man, I'm really fascinated with how the thought process was and the celestials as they created them both. And then why would you create these two powerful, you know, these Eternals that to do the good essentially, and these brethren continue just ravaging? But then you just don't care about it anymore. Like that to me was just kind of mind blowing. That that really was the case. Yeah, it's like they do this and then they step back and then just let it carry on. And all these civilizations, all these worlds are just getting destroyed by the the bacteria. Unless that's where unless that's where the watchers come into play and they're like, hey, you guys keep them at bay. And if something, but isn't the conversation with the collector and Uatu I thought was fantastic, mm-hmm. and where he's basically saying, you just sit there and you watch. That's right. what you're programmed to do. I am programmed to collect and. It was really cool to find that, like, you see that with the brethren where they're, it's innate for them to conquer and destroy these worlds. It's also innate for the watchers to just stand back and watch. And just like them, the collector has this innate thing that he can't escape from, Mm -hmm. which is to collect. And we find out that his prized collection, the thing that he wants most, is Earth. Right, yeah. And he uses the brethren to try and eliminate a certain amount of population so then he can shrink it down and make it more valuable it kind of seems because he says he wants only like the last and like left. the, like the yeah. I, I don't i'm, I'm kind of confused on that because like i was going to ask you like because is it is it sort of like when you fall back to like apocalypse only like the strong will survive so like do you think like he's trying to keep like the strongest of all the people or do you think he's like trying to only get like the stragglers that are left because it sounded like stragglers the way they read it but i i, I read into it like you did where it's like at the end, who's going to be left other than the strongest people? Right, because if you think about it, then if they get the um, the strongest ones, then, like, say he's like, well, this is the, the strongest and last surviving of all of Earth. You know, like, they're, 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 great they're worth something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they've got a higher value. But if you got, like, a bunch of, like, just, like, nobody's on the street, you know, like, what's that going to do for you? But once once you get it down to a certain amount of people, then is there anyone that would recognize that they were the strongest of that people? or they? I mean, if they were an Avenger, I would think so, right? I mean, like Iron Man's pretty right. popular. Yeah, you know. So I mean, <laughs> he'll be remembered. But I mean, I guess it depends. Like, so how, uh, how, how big is his collection? He puts on his city. And if he's going to unleash someone like the Brethren to just go onto the city that he's created, maybe it's like, hey, I just need a, I need a city of or another colony of stragglers to unleash something else on to see what they can do. I don't know. I was, yeah, I, I spoiler alert: if you didn't figure it out, the collector's the bad guy. Oh yeah, the yeah. The I collector mean, is. Just, <laughs> just probably throw that out there. Oh, um, um, spoiler alert: there are spoilers in in this episode. <laughs> For Uh-oh. the entire six issues, not just four or five of them. We did it all. We're sorry. Yeah. That's okay, right? It's totally fine. It's spoilers okay. are welcome here. This is a retro review podcast, so spoilers are, are a known factor. Back to something you said a minute ago, though. So when I was mentioning for, for me, when I was saying I think I thought the Watchers were part of that, like the checks and balances, even though the Watchers have their core thing of just watching, they have a tendency, at least in the past issues, of getting involved when things are going to hell. Like they need, they need. They're basically that. Oh, they're here now, and it almost gives like this impersonation that, like, hey, we need to shape up. Whether it's not like you're going to shape up, but there's always something that happens around that. And so I just kind of felt like that. Whether that's a link to the Eternals or a link to whatever, something happens whenever the Watchers come around, and there was an issue in Captain Marvel that that was pretty cool when the Watchers actually got involved, and it was like, but it was unheard of, right? And the guys, I don't remember who. I, I was thinking it was like Eon or it wasn't Uatu. I think it might, it might have been Uatu, but it, whoever the watcher was was like he got involved because it was going to be like a civilization ending event or something like that. And I thought that was I was like, wait a second, they don't do anything. And then that was that was why. And it was like you can't do that, <laughs> which makes this which makes this also a big deal because he is interfering mm-hmm. while it might be a little 
more discreet. He's I don't still feel like he's. I don't feel like he's like interfering. I feel like he's just kind of like meddling a little bit, like dipping a little toe in there, like not breaking the <laughs> not breaking the wall, but like just <laughs> yeah. Because in the in the, in the like was it the second third uh, episode, he tells him like you got to go, got to go left. He just he's, even points. He doesn't even say a word. He yeah, just, just just points, just yeah. you know, like that. And then you know, Hank tells him. You know, he tells Hank beast to just yeah. you know go left hank and, tells hank yeah i'm not, noticing a trend in marvel of having the same names on hank the same issues and episodes <laughs> hank and hank jake and jake what's going on yeah yeah exactly purpose wasn't it <laughs> it was it was i felt the need to to uh depict what was going on in the issue uh, yeah so back to the the collector oh, yeah. he he does state that he wants them to be truly singular is the word that he says when he's trying to get the population down right and i feel like his idea was it doesn't necessarily matter if they're the strongest or the weakest. That didn't really matter as long as there were no more. He likes having this collection that is just... So do you think he was only going to choose um, like how the brethren only got rid of like the women and the children and like the elders and they kept all the male? Do you think that's what they, that he was going to try to do here? Or do you think it was just like kind of like whatever's left is left? I feel like looking at his collection, that couldn't have been... Because he has the collection of those other civilizations ahead. Because I think he said there were still some women. It's well, just but was like you, the weaklings and stuff. Right? I guess I guess that's true. I just kind of took it the other way. Like if he actually got all of Earth, then that's he right. was just going to take like only males, just because of the fact they can't reproduce. Mm, could be a good point. Or maybe like only have a select few number, so that way they can reproduce. So you can keep them kind of like going. You know what I mean? Yeah, keep them maintained. Right. And mm. so yeah, because obviously he has a big control issue. I would. He does <laughs> yeah. a little bit, but that's his mandate. It's true. Yeah, I I feel like he would have wanted men and women so that he could continue his collection on beyond a generation. But he's the collector. He probably has a way to make the men survive longer anyway. But I kind of got the vibe that he just wanted a little bit of everything, and he was going to unleash the brethren until it got down to a certain number, and then he was going to stop the brethren. So do you think he was going to wipe the brethren out himself, or was he just going to like snap his fingers and they were just going to like go back in their little ecosystem that he had? I was very intrigued on how he was going to get that back in there. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was curious how he even captured it in the first place. Like I was just trying to think. Like, yeah, especially because they're like all like. I mean, I get the fact that they show like the collector. He ends up going into his like secondary or true form, and uh, it's like a video game, you know? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, he's got to power up. I didn't know this is a Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> But so he, you know, he powers up and he shows him some, like, was he just going to, like, pick them up slowly, like, one by one, put them back in this little ecosystem? Was he just going to be like, all right, well, screw it. I'm just going to go ahead and wipe you guys out. Well, Because I feel like, I feel like the brethren, and it would be nice if, like, Marvel would go back and, like, read, like, do another series with them. Like, I I feel like they're very powerful, you know, I mean, obviously, because they can wipe out ecosystems Mm -hmm. and and obviously they're made by the Celestials and stuff like that. So I feel like there's probably more to them than like meets the eye really. So like, I feel like if you can like have that sort of, you know, plagued power, you know, you can go forward and pretty much just go wipe anybody out. So why doesn't the collector go and do that? Grow his collection even more. Wasn't there a part though (laughs) at the end when the, the brethren were pretty much destroyed? I thought, and then eventually the, the full and Thane, they combine and then they actually pull yeah, them back they make, together. They make the they make the uni mind. Yeah, but before that they were getting destroyed because well, the he, collector he, yeah, destroys. He, I guess I don't know if like maybe if he destroys their body, they turn into that bacteria form or not. Or I would assume that probably it's like maybe like the higher ups can probably control that. You know what I mean? So like I'm pretty sure like Thane, if he needed to, he could do the 
bacteria form, just like how, you know, Sybil could do it like at will, it seemed like. Yeah. So with what happens there where he is just kind of snapping his fingers and turning them into bacteria or blasting Sybil away, I get the vibe that once all of this was over with, he didn't want the brethren anymore or he didn't need them. So to go back to what you were saying, like, do they, did he want them back in his little collection or was he going to let them go? And I kind of get the vibe that he was going to let them go, kind of like he let everything else go. So he unleashed the brethren. Like how he tells the other ecosystems are redundant, so he let them just wipe them out. Exactly. I'm also interested into which ones he kept then. He said he got rid of the ones that were redundant to him. So Yeah, I I would love to find that out, and I I think we probably will. That's a hint, Marvel. I think think you will at some point. I feel like they have to touch more on it. Yeah. I I thought thought it was really cool, though. So, you know, he snaps his fingers, and they they talked about – Dorn or whatever when she she falls she, when they snapped his finger and she went to like a I I interpreted it as like she went to like a small level bacteria so they weren't killed mm-hmm. they were just turned to a small level which could have been how he got them in the collection in the first place I think you were on something with is probably just Thane and the fool who can use that to get out of that but if he can get everybody down to bacteria a small level bacteria that isn't isn't what they expanded through the whole of New York but in general just a small manageable bacteria and then you have those two are the only risk you could collect them in your collection. Also, what I thought was, hey, if he diminishes them all down and then collects the people of Earth and then he lets them just go, they'll, re- they'll, they'll grow back up and they'll just take over anything that's left on the Earth. That's a good point. That's kind of what I was thinking when they did that. Because it didn't seem like they killed killed them. They just went down to a small form where I'm sure they could reproduce as they you know, acquire more bacteria. So I guess when they get down to that form, they kind of lose their own self-conscious? That's kind of how I interpret it. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but that, that's sort of what I was thinking with reading it. Because they, you know, when they form the Unimind, obviously the rest have to exist because they pull them all together. But mm-hmm. he does act as if Sybil and the rest are destroyed. So I guess they lose their consciousness at that point when they're when they're pushed down. Well, the if they, if they have if they have like a collective mind and they can control them, I think maybe it's the fact that the Thanes are bored of like the the, the pure blood baby. And when you go from there, like since they've got like a better connection with everything, so the fact that you've got the fool and Thane, and they put their powers together, they can actually control them that way. So I don't know if maybe it's because they're of like a higher power, higher bloodline, or something. You're yeah, probably on yeah. something there. Uh, so, okay, we've talked a lot about Hector and Sybil. Were there any other standout characters for you guys, or was it just kind of so focused on them that you didn't notice anyone else? I've- I feel like for me, it was Captain America. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he literally, you know, he gets whooped yeah. and, you know, he's all beaten up and, you know, kind of like Nick Fury and people are like, you got to get up. You got to kind of, you know, get back in there and get back into the things you're supposed mm-hmm. to do. And like, he's like tapes himself up and he just gets right back into the, yeah. into the fight with, you know, Black Widow and everybody. And I feel like for me, he was a big standout one. I 100% agree. Like, the first fight that they had where, what, Vision was not, everyone was gone and, like, small fight, gone, 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 and Captain America just keeps getting up and getting up and getting up, and things like, I have more respect for you guys than, yeah, like, I get more respect for you than, and obviously he, you know, it, you know had the interest from that, but I was like, man, this this dude's making sure that he does everything he possibly can while, like, people like Vision, we think should be, he's just gone, <laughs> done in a second. I was like, okay. Yeah, he does take Vision out pretty quick. <laughs> he takes a lot of them out really quick, yeah. and not to read into from our current state, but I really got the whole... I could do this all day vibe, even though obviously they right. didn't that, pull that, that from it. Let's be real. That's Captain America's real power. It, he it can is. do it all day. He can. It is. Yeah. And I thought it's it's interesting for me to see how true to his, his 
uh, essence or spirit or soul that the movies have depicted him. And going back and reading these and saying, yeah, this is really what he's like. They didn't change any of that. They just depicted it perfectly on screen. Which to me, I thought that Captain America was very boring. And then when he was reinvented as, you know, in the first movie, I've been doing more research and reading more of his comics. I'm like, he's pretty sweet. Yeah, he's, he's, pretty, awesome. he's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, all the original Avenger stuff, it's like, so the first four, he wasn't really in there. Like, the first three, he wasn't in there. And then when they found him and he became an Avenger, I was like, man, this, like, obviously I know who he is from the movies. Like, that's from my background. But he just, they started off and he was just an immediate part of the team that was just critical in everything that they did. I was like, all right. And I think we, we have this image in our head from when we're kids and we see the, this guy wearing stars and stripes and we're like, that's kind of lame because we're probably exposed to it when we're kids and it's whatever. Then we get to teenagers and then we see it again and we're like, that's super lame. And, just like I used to think that uh, Cyclops was super lame, but the more you go back and you read, the more he's you actually, find out he's, he's actually good. Yeah, but from just watching the movies, you would absolutely think the same thing. Just watching the movies, all I know, and I'm like, mm. the cartoon, the movies, you'd get the vibe that he's kind of. I liked not, him in the cartoon. Did really? not like him in the movies. The movies, he's been very terribly depicted. Yeah, but of course, anyway, not not yeah, to get too back. distracted with <laughs> with that talk. But I wanted to make the comparison that there are these these icons of comic books that we have a tainted view of and then going back and reading them we see no they're actually pretty awesome captain america being one of them well who did was there anyone that for you that stuck out what i was actually surprised about was how i didn't hate the inhumans because uh, you always hate the inhumans i do like everything i've ever seen of the inhumans i hate them and then to read this i thought well it's really not that bad and part of it was probably the whole uh, quicksilver and crystal mm-hmm. dynamic cuz there was that connection to to what i'm familiar with and seeing quicksilver kind of get on was it timberius timberius i don't know how you say his name timberus that's that's how i read it yeah by the way his power is rapid growth of any plant like that he touches so it's super lame is his power essentially and he's the one that's sitting there dogging the alpha primitive he's all yeah literally in the alpha primitive i did when i looked on stuff on him he can bench press like 1134 pounds which is like very precise that's super precise for comic book power. I don't. I don't know why they. But it was eleven hundred thirty-four pounds. With eleven hundred thirty-five, he can't do. He's just going to crumble yeah. under the I pressure. Mean, if, even if it's like one ounce over, it's it. It's fallen. But yeah. So, oh, so he, was, that, was that what led to him having to fall on him or whatever when they did that? Wasn't that a scene when he was bench pressing and the guy fell? That was, oh, that was, that was Hercules and, that was, oh, that's right. um, and Rage. Rage. So the Alpha Primitive is kind of not really in the story. It's barely in there. He's just there he's, to die. Yeah. But, but yeah, the fact that he was dogged essentially by Timberus or Tiber, however we're going to say his name. Yeah, TB. We'll call yeah. him TB. Even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, it fits. He can grow, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah, I, so he just, he, he didn't do it. He was worthless. I think I overlooked him entirely because like, I remember reading that name once and then I think I just completely well, overlooked see, it. see, what stood out for me coming from my personal background with comics was, was how Quicksilver was very defensive and it's the whole, he's a mutant he's been mistreating mm-hmm. his entire life so he's able to relate even if quicksilver is not really known as the the nicest guy or the most sensitive guy he's kind of an arrogant jerk but and then he even gets called a, a mutant pig as timbris or tb yeah he's walking away yeah that's exactly right. you know, you're kind of like all right that's, that's cool yeah so Just say it under your breath bro so you get that <laughs> whole you know racist vibe within some of the inhumans but you mm-hmm. also get some of them that see clearly i was really um impressed with uh crystal and lockdraw like you said and of course um quicksilver as well 
especially because they're talking about giving them uh, like a membership because they want to like apply, I guess. I guess this is their informal interview. For Crystal, yeah. That was interesting to see. I'm really anxious to see where that goes uh, after how much I actually did enjoy her in this. And she, uh, there's a point where Quasar is like, hey, why are you coming to the Avengers, Crystal? Why didn't you go to the Fantastic Four? And apparently she and Johnny Storm used to date. And they broke you mean, up. You mean Captain America? No, no, not that Captain America. <laughs> the other Captain America. No, uh, you know kidding. where the door is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so they used yeah. to date, and there's that whole history and animosity there, and that's why she doesn't go to them, and she goes to the Avengers because her husband was an Avenger, mm-hmm. and she feels like they're going to be uh, concerned over that. And I guess Quicksilver just drops off the face of the earth. Yeah, he's literally like what that first that first issue, and then he's done. Yeah, yeah, she makes a comment about him going on some secret mission, which I'm assuming is when he joins X Factor. Well, shouldn't you, you finish the current mission of saving right. Earth and you then would, go do that? You would think that would kind of be a priority, but I guess it wasn't. He's like, nah, I'm not there. Yeah. Well, what's strange is they See talked about later. that, and they talked about like the West Coast Avengers or the West, whatever, yeah. and they talked about Wanda being there, but then she never showed up, and I was like, oh, like. Brother, yeah, you would, you would think was, that this would be like a big time to you know go in there yeah. and Avengers rally up. You know, let's assemble. Bring, <laughs> I I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> well, you know, you you just figured that there was going to be something that was going to you know that all of them are going to show up at some point. Like you know, just no, we got Beast and Black Panther. I mean, but Iron Man and um, don't worry, they had Rage. They got Rage. Yeah, they he's he's rage. on lock. He's got yeah, on yeah, lockdown. Yeah, yeah. They got they got Rage and Herc, and they bring in Vision and Iron Man. There's your there's your West Vision Coast that yeah, show yeah, okay. up. But right. yeah, it it almost kind of downplays the world ending implications of what Absolutely. this was because they're not all involved. And there's maybe, a, they, maybe they hinted that with the fact that there's only six issues. Could be. Yeah. But even if there were seven, still, they're all going to show up. But six, nah, not yeah. really. But even so, there's like a, there's a series. So I was reading like the Guardian series, and they inter, intertwine with the Avengers at some point. Like I was telling Brian about it, where they actually had Crystal and Lockjaw like show up, and like they're they're fighting this dude um, who basically is in the future. I'm getting all that, but every single Avenger was there. Was like 15 or 16 Avengers that show up at this dude's house at his front door because like it was going to be a world ending potential. And I was you know so to me a lot of what I've seen is stuff like that where they're just always together. And then this was like oh. Okay, like you said, I, maybe it's the issues, maybe it's whatever, but it was shocking that that was all. And I didn't, and I was just like, you said rage. I never had rage. <laughs> no, I'd never. I, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I've, I've heard of him, uh, and I overlooked him. He's literally, he's literally like the toxic Avenger, I swear to God. It, it says he gets his power from radioactive waste, and then he can bench press in between like 700, uh, was it, it's like 75 tons and 100 tons, and then he's a good combatant, and that's really about all he can do. So was he. So he's kind of like a brethren if he's getting it from the waist. You, you would, know? yeah. So I mean, they should just recruit him. They should. Maybe he was a brethren. Maybe he was. You know. Well, I, I don't think that they got rid of and him. Then, then they brought in Black Knight too. That was another Avenger Black that randomly yeah, shows yeah, up. Yeah, I, have you ever seen or I've, heard? Yeah, I've heard barely of him, seen a little bit of him. But like, this is what you're bringing in right now. You're bringing in Black Knight, Iron Man, and Vision. Where's where is Wanda? Because Wanda's one of the most powerful ones you could get, and yeah, now she she had and better her stuff sister to do. and her it's her brother that was the original yeah. issue, and it was like mm, that seems strange, especially with the fact the visions there. I mean, I get the fact because they kind of like talk about the fact that they're not really together in uh, that first that first issue when they're traveling, which I thought was kind of cool that they showed um, some human qualities of, of Vision right there. You yes. know what I mean? Because they yeah. don't they don't really always do that. Mm-hmm. So then the fact that they show and he's like trying to like you know talk about it and then. I thought that was pretty cool. That was one of the things I really liked was his relationship with Crystal. And it's very brief. It's not really in there a lot, but it really helped to humanize Vision. And I liked that a lot. Uh, 
as you were saying. What did you guys think of the art direction? Actually, I really liked it. Yeah, it was really good. I, I love the style art too. So like I said, I like all the older stuff. I haven't gotten into a lot of like post two thousand comics at all, and I think they did a good job of like the allocation to like bubbles versus art. You got a lot more depiction. Where some like the old old stuff, all reading, and there's only a little bit of art, and there was a lot of really good, well drawn things. I thought it was really put, well put together. I feel like mm-hmm. the one thing I did want to mention though is I thought it was kind of interesting in the third episode. Or I keep saying episode, but issue. <laughs> um, they they show the World Trade Center. Yes. Yeah. And a yeah. lot of and a lot of modern things they take that out. Um like one of them is the in the Spider Man movie, they he that like a in the reflection of his like his goggles, they had it in there and they actually took it down. Really? Yeah. And like there's a very select few people that have it and it's actually worth a little bit of money. So okay. like I thought it was interesting that they kept that in here because they can, you know, actually change it and they didn't do that. Yeah, that that's a good point. And I guess maybe because it is only shown what, once. It's it's like it's a couple it, times. It's like a couple times because they show they, they, yeah, yeah they show the they show at the beginning and then they kind of like do like an over the can't like over the shoulder type view of it. And but I thought it was interesting that they still kept it in there. Hmm. Uh, what what kind of was a not jarring for me, but took me a minute to get used to is that the first issue was penciled by Andy Kubert, right? And I love the Kuberts. Andy, Adam, I love their style. Like, they're some of my favorite artists. And then the next five are by uh, Steve Epting. Yeah, I don't really know much about him. I don't either. It's not that I didn't like it. It just was jarring for me going from Andy to Epting. And what I noticed between them, so in the first one, I felt like the action was really clear on what was taking place. When in the fight scenes or the combat or whatever, but then in the the next five issues, there are scenes that's really hard to see what's going on. Where like Captain America attacks Hector, and you see like Cap throwing a punch, and then the next scene, all you see is like colors in the background and his shield kind of there, and you can't tell if he's hitting him with the shield or if something's I did no- going I did on. notice that, yeah, yeah. So I had to like go back and look at it again after Hector responded because Hector's like. You know, I hit you with my beam or whatever, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, is that what that scene was? So I noticed that a little bit more just because I am familiar with Qbert, and so seeing those things change from issue one to the next five mm-hmm. did stand out more. But overall, I really like the depiction of the characters. I think they do a great job uh, with the inking and, and all that. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the art is still good, but I did notice that. Though. Yeah, so it's almost like in the character models, they do a good job, but kind of struggle when it comes to... Um, the fight scenes almost that makes it a little bit more difficult Uh, so what what do you guys want to see in the future i know this is kind of our first read through some of this and i don't know what comes right most of what i know about the avengers takes place later like from 99 to early to mid uh, 2000s those are the avengers i'm more familiar with so what what do you kind of hope to see going forward or who do you hope to see i just hope we get like the other jake uh, said I just want to see ones that I'm more familiar with or that I can like get behind um, I just feel like in this one where they have the collector and then they have the brethren and the brethren are like this it seems like super species and they just kind of have like these like random people just thrown together mm-hmm. I'm kind of like obviously it's not going to be them that finishes the job which it isn't because it is right. the brethren that does it so I would just want to see some stronger Avengers that I can get behind and be like, yes, they they did something like you know they actually 
you know, made it worthwhile to read. So you're not into the rando Avengers, we'll call them? No, no, especially with Rage. <laughs> I just, I'm not, I'm not into Rage. Yeah, I, I gotta admit, I'm not, I'm not feeling Rage. Hercules was okay. Hercules is actually, a, he's in a lot of like the older stuff too. Like Austin, he'll show up and he was like, I like, I like Hercules because he it, plays like, he has like a, I mean, you, you know me, I'm like a troll. So he's like Thor's troll. So I'm, I'm really into him. Uh, so the fact that Hercules is there, I'm cool with like, uh, Quasar, don't really care for. Quasar's a strange one. I don't, because especially knowing the Captain Marvel, it's, it's so similar, but yet they're different. And then I'm like, well, how do you have this, but not this? And then, I don't know, the whole like negative band it's, stuff. It's all, to yeah, me it's all is about that, like that, the quantum bands that he yeah. has. And I'm like, so if you take them away, what do you do? Nothing. Cool. Cool story, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess he finds ways to be helpful with them, but I mean, Hank Pym. Hank he, oh, man, I love he, Hank. He's awesome. He's great. He's, I like he's fantastic. Man. He's great. And yeah. So, no, no problems with that. So, what are what do you want to see going forward, or what are you hoping happens? So, kind of on the same page. I mean, honestly, I'm okay with the random characters if we're going to involve them and make them part of it. So, one of the things that I really like about the Avengers is the camaraderie. So, like one of my favorites so far that I've read is I mean, it's not Avengers, the Guardians. Like I love the Guardians series. I just love how they started out, what they evolved to. I haven't even gotten to like the '90s stuff, but just all the old stuff I loved. And then when they started interacting with the Avengers, I was like, man, I really like the the involvement that they have in the comics as a team. The team is always number one, the way they interact with each other, the way they go after everything. It's just, it's really impressive to me how much, I mean, because in the movies, they just, they always make it more of this versus them. This It's never, it's always like, it's about me, it's me, it's me. And it's like, it's very focused on the team in the comics, which i not reading comics before. I was like really impressed with, and I love that camaraderie. And a lot of like the older stuff that I've read, like it's the start, I've been reading the start of this team, how it's like evolving. And then as I jumped around and seen different things, I'm like, I'm just really excited to see how they involve the team together. Cause like, you know, they go through where it's like, Hey, we go from like four Avengers to a ton of Avengers. And then you have shield coming in and saying, you can only have so many in your mansion, like limit, which is probably how they get to the expansion and all that kind of stuff. But just really the, the team focus and like if we're gonna bring somebody in let's really just develop them and i think that's just pretty cool with me to your camaraderie point i really liked the it was very brief but the scene where they're working out together mm-hmm. so oh yeah got, I, did, I did enjoy that yeah i know uh, it's very brief but seeing you know black widow on the bars practicing her balancing and cap on the rings you know practicing his strength and then Rage was he the one bench pressing? He was bench pressing, <laughs> and then he and uh, Hercules was his spotter. Yeah, and Hercules was like, Cer- "Hey, Cer- hey Cer- Cersei <laughs> comes in, and then she's like, it's like I gotta, I gotta go talk to her over here. See, bro. I guess we're really hammered into the point that Cersei's supposed to be attractive because her- oh, it's it's hammered in from like yes, like the yes, first page, yeah. maybe two, might be her outfit. I don't know. That, outfit that the blue hair did, was did like, help. I'm Cersei, <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that she's powerful too. You know, she is. She is powerful. She, I. Having not been super familiar with her, I instantly thought of like Wonder Woman almost mm-hmm. just looking at her, like the way that she kind of moves around. But um, I would like to see more of her going forward. I know we've got Wasp on the cover for the next issue, so I'm kind of excited to see what she's going to do. I like me some Wasp. Yeah, yeah. she's and the future stuff like, or more recent stuff. She was one of my favorites in the Uncanny Avengers line. So I'm really curious to see what mm-hmm. she's like in the 90s. So then what are you looking forward to? I kind of want the the camaraderie thing, but also kind of to just learn more about some of the. I almost feel like the team that we have in this one is the C team. Kinda, oh, it's it's a hundred percent C wanna, team. It might even be like the the C team C team. Yeah, it's so Captain good. Tasha, like, hey, we're we're here, guys, and they're like, yeah, we'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, what I don't understand that either is because I know Cap got hurt, so I don't know if like Black Widow was just like being his guard or whatever. You know what I mean? But she 
was like, yeah, I'm not going to go fight with you guys until the very <laughs> yeah, end. She's like, forget it. I mean, she probably felt like she couldn't do much because she is human. Like she doesn't really have anything that like Hercules. She's awesome. And, she right. is, but, but her thing is like stealth and, you know, being a, uh, a spy almost. And, to, and to your but, point about the A team, right? Like those two are always on there. And then if everybody else is kind of like these random, she's like, I don't trust you without you being there. That's could be. Know. Yeah. Maybe but she if, didn't but feel if Cap's safe. like the leader, then you would think that like, yeah, maybe yeah. she'd be like the mm-hmm. second in command essentially. So she, she should still probably be there. Even if she's like throwing out orders from like a rooftop. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah, but, I mean, I if mean, she and she also is like you know, advancing, being able to use weaponry. So I mean, she could like use a sniper rifle or you know, yeah, that's some, true. I mean, Fair something. Point. Yeah, and she doesn't really do. Much we don't really know. We don't really know how well the brethren will hold up to a gun. Probably they would be okay. They probably would, but I mean, like they, were, they could have hinted. They, they were fighting something. the Terran soldiers. They were. I was confused. That's if, like, true. If there was like going to pierce through the bacteria once you learned that, like, is this just going to like leave like? Deadpool, you know, Deadpool holes, or are we like that kind of, you know, like, or is it just legit? Like, hey, now you turn into a bacteria and you go back to your human form later. Or what really, what really messes up? Because I said that the bacteria forms a humanoid form. So how much can they take? I had the same thought because I was like, we're not doing any guns oh, against yeah. it. That's a good point. Maybe like a cannon. <laughs> a cannon might have done something. They probably just reform and probably. But I think they had some pretty solid armor too. That they, yeah. wasn't. And um, their their guns are pretty cool because they can like what like zap them. They turn into like dust or something. Yeah, or like that. Where I, I don't know if maybe like the the fact that they use that that zapper gun or whatever. Maybe it like absorbs their bacteria and feeds into them. Mm. Perhaps maybe that's interesting. I mean, because they do say that they do when you read about them that they have um, advanced technology and weaponry and stuff. So I mean, like maybe that's something that they can mm. you know without an innate order to. Have to go down and eat sewer waste. Right. If not, we're going to pretend that's what it does because that sounds awesome. Because I, I like that. I'm glad I'm onto something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna roll with that's what that Sweet. what that does. Uh, so, so you're interested in Cersei? Yeah, and, I kind of would like to see more Cersei. I would like to see B team Avengers. So I'm okay with the B team. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like these well, are the well, C team, well. and I'd kind of like to see more of like the B team. Maybe even some like the original ones, like Giant Man, more or Hank Pym or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Wasp. that'd be cool. But I'm, and if you want to throw on a random, you know, uh, beast, I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, I beast like, is I like, right. I like me some beast. I, I do like beast just randomly being there, like, oh, okay, cool. And, and, and like the constant, they constantly they mentioned X Men multiple times, right? Within that, I just thought it was interesting because the crossover to me is fascinating. <laughs> just being on Marvel, but still crossing over is pretty cool. It is. Uh, I love how they're all connected in a way, and I guess we're not used to that in mainstream media, seeing mm-hmm. these things connect and knowing that. When we go back and read these, these all are connected. Now now they're obsessed with these big, huge events that tie in like 30 different comics and it takes 70 issues to get through anything. I like this style where these guys are interacting together. They know who each other are. They're going to cross over into these other issues and you don't need this big, huge thing that spans yeah. multiple different franchises. But yeah, that's so that's what I'm and looking it is, for. It's also B-team. harder to keep up with stuff like that too, though, because if you got like a seventy, you know, issued series, you know, I'm not going to remember everything that happens no. in issue one, two. I mean, maybe even a few before that. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a constant going back to remember stuff, or it'll be a constant, you know, going back to remind everybody. Previous issue, this is what happened. When you got, you know, they don't six, do that anymore. Like none of these right. comics do that stuff. Like the old ones, I loved. It was like mentioned like, here it was in number four, and they had these little like sub comments, and you don't see a lot of that even like in this, these ones. Which, That's what was frustrating. So yeah. they were gonna do. It, it's almost like they were doing that in this one when Crystal says that Quicksilver's gone. 
Yes. Because they have the asterisk, like the old style. And I looked mm-hmm. for a box. I'm like, where is this stupid yeah, they box? they didn't have it. I know. What, what mission? So that's that's why the only thing I can think of is he went. He, he does join X-Factor around that same time. So I'm guessing that's what it was. And I think X-Factor. But we could have used you, though. Yeah. Let's yeah. just be honest. I know. We could have used the little block guys. Come on. <laughs> Jeez. Why don't you correct that? Yeah. Go back in the app. Fix it for us. Anyway. So uh, what we've got coming up next for anyone that wants to read along or read ahead, we're going to be covering Avengers 340 to 344. Um, oh, also, fun fact. Uh, yes. I did I did read that um, this is the first issue that they show the collector's true form. Oh. Really? Yep. Which I kind of... Kind of gathered, but like, yeah. you know, still like, you know that he has it, but like, I, for me, like I said, when I told you, I was only like one when this came out. So I didn't really know that. I knew he had a secondary form, didn't know when it happened. So the fact that this is the first one that we're covering and then I get to see it, I thought it was pretty awesome. That is. So yeah. that's, that's pretty cool for me. Nice fun fact. Yeah. So where can they find you on social media, Goff? Um, the Gram or even Snapchat. Um, it's all Golfendor. G-O-F-F-I-N-D-O-R. I like Harry Potter. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Jake, what about you? You can find me on Instagram, J-M-C-C-A-U-S-L-A-N-D. It's pronounced McCausland for those that are interested. Nice. And you can find me on Instagram at Marvel underscore Mythos and on Twitter at Marvel Mythos Pod. Thank you for joining us. We hope you join us again next week. I'm still gonna go yeah. add you right now. You should, you should, you should just leave that in there and then be like, "That's a blooper," and we wanted you to know that he didn't know. What I was like, "I don't know any of this." Because people might want to talk to you, Jake. Is, Insta- like- is Instagram the best way to do that, or Twitter? Yeah, Instagram, Instagram Twitter, whatever you actually might use. Oh, oh, just edit the whole thing. I want Twitter and the gram and Snapchat. It's all golfing. Okay, okay. So- <laughs> just do that. Hold on, we'll start over in a second. All right, great. We'll recut that whole piece. So, is, just to be stupid, like that top—that's my name, right? That's what yeah. you would follow me under. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I literally just reactivated my Instagram when you told me that you had an Instagram page. I hadn't used it like three or four times. Oh, that's awesome. Ten years. <clears throat> okay, we'll recut this. Instagram's again. new. What are you talking about? <laughs> no. Not ten years Brand old. Brand new technology. <laughs> Riveting. All right. Okay. Hey, Goff, where can they find you on social media? <laughs> I, I bumped your mic. I'm sorry. I, like, I, I, I then like punched the shit. Everybody just like stopped talking for a second. I like, I, I, like, I, like, I, like, I 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 don't want to break the your second stuff. time. The first time I didn't laugh. Well, I, I barely tapped it, and it was like, I was like oh. you can probably lock that tighter if it's coming off that loose. I don't know. I, oh my God. I was just dying because like you punch, I heard you punch it, and then there was nothing. Everybody just stopped. Like, I was trying not to laugh. Anyway, what were you saying? Uh, really, you're playing the DS while we do this. Dude, I gotta hatch these Pokemon, Brian. I'm just kidding. He's got to he's got to catch them all, Brian. <laughs> Jesus, come on, you see I'm the poster. Sorry. I'm sorry. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, continue. <laughs>